Testing Times is the title I've given today because, of course, today is the first Sunday of Lent um, and uh, today is a Choose Your Own Adventure sermon. Um, So I just need to know which direction to go in because I've got two. Um, And uh, uh, the the question is, um, can you put your hand in the air, I'm not going to ask you what, if you have decided to give something up for Lent? Uh, I'm just going to see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. And put your hand up in the air if you haven't decided to give anything up for Lent. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, yeah, I think you win. Okay, so we're going to go in that way, um, and you'll never know what the other way was, will you? Haha. Jesus is tested in the wilderness, is the title in the passage. Uh, We've heard it many times on the first Sunday of Lent. It's different in the different Gospels. And as the the time of Lent begins, I just want to reflect briefly on... um, uh, on, on how we can keep Lent, uh, whether you've chosen to give something up or take something on or you haven't. Um, first of all, I just want to um, talk about what Lent is and is not. Uh, Lent is not a time to refresh the New Year's resolutions that you didn't manage to keep. If you said at the start of the New Year, I'm going to join a gym and I'm going to go to the gym every day, um, then what a lot of people do is they say, well, I didn't quite manage it in January, but I'm going I'm to do that for Lent. I'm going to go to the gym for Lent. Uh, or maybe you decided to change your diet or cut out alcohol or stop using the car and start walking everywhere. Well, I mean, that's kind of, gas prices are making us do that right now, aren't they? Um, but uh, uh, whatever it is that you decided and perhaps didn't manage to achieve in, uh, in January with New Year's resolutions, Lent is not a time to do those things again. That's not to say that those things may not be helpful, but the purpose of Lent is different. The purpose of Lent is to try and put us in a small way into the wilderness without actually having to go there for 40 days. So the intention behind taking on a Lenten discipline, and I'll explain discipline in a minute, the intention behind taking on a Lenten discipline is that uh, we can um, try and experience the temptation that Jesus experienced in a way that is safe enough and easy enough for us not to fail too spectacularly. So when I say discipline, why am I saying discipline? Well, um, Some people choose um, uh, to give something up for Lent. Other people will choose to take something on. And both of those involve a level of discipline. Uh, For some of us, it's quite easy to give things up for a season. Uh, But it sometimes is much harder to take something on. Um, And of course, um, if there's any economists around, you will quickly be wanting to say, hang on, David, if you are giving something up, there is something called opportunity cost. Because when you choose, uh, when, sorry, I'm, I'm going backwards. If you choose to take something on, there is an opportunity cost. If you choose to take on getting up at five in the morning to pray, uh, the opportunity cost is that you have to get out of bed at five in the morning and you don't get your lion. So if you're choosing to take something on, I just want to say that if someone says to you, that's not as valid as giving something up, uh, actually it is. Because in doing something new, something else will need to stop. And so Lent is a time when we can take on a particular discipline. I'm going to give a few ideas um, of disciplines uh, as I finish the talk this morning. So let's head to the wilderness with Jesus. He is full of the Holy Spirit in Luke um, 
we, we see the difference there in the other Gospels, and the Spirit leads Jesus out, but here we get the, uh, the added reference that Jesus is uh, not just led out by the Spirit, he is full of the Spirit. He heads out into the wilderness, um, leaves the Jordan, and for 40 days he is tempted by the devil. And it says he ate nothing, and at the end of them he was hungry. Understatement of the year, I think. Um, I'm not going to dwell too much on that, because that is a rabbit hole that we could... We could uh, spend a lot of time trying to understand what's going on. Um, We get three temptations that the devil gives to Jesus. And um, I'll tell you how the sermon ends, because that will help you, uh, hopefully, with what I'm about to say. Which is that Jesus has exactly the same resources that we have to deal with temptation in this story. He uses Scripture. Obviously, he doesn't have, well, he may, but I'm assuming he doesn't have the scrolls with him. But in his 30 years of, of, um, of life as a religious person, he has learnt the scripture, and so they're in him. And so each of the temptations that is given to Jesus, he answers with scripture. We see in the story him weighing up, what am I being told with what is my calling as the Messiah? What kind of Messiah am I here to be? And how does that fit with Scripture? We always say uh, that to, um, to help understand when, when God is speaking to us, it is really important that we see how what we're hearing fits with the meta-narrative, the big picture of Scripture. Because um, you, you may have heard people who will say, well, God's telling me to do this or that or the other. And um, God doesn't tell us to do things that don't fit with what Scripture says. So the devil says, if you're the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus, verse 4, answers, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. We see the devil tempting Jesus. And this isn't so that Jesus might uh, just do miracles for the sake of it. It's picking up on the fact that Jesus was hungry. Um, And so, there is no one else to feed. Jesus is in the wilderness on his own. And Jesus' answer, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, comes from Scripture. Uh, all, All the Scriptures come from Deuteronomy, if you're wondering. So then the devil takes him up to a high place and shows him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. It says in verse 5 and says, I'll give you all the authority and the splendor and all these kinds of things. If you worship me, it will be all yours. Jesus says, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Again, he uses scripture to answer. What kind of a Messiah is Jesus supposed to be? as he's weighing up this question in the wilderness, as he's being tempted by the devil and given all this potential authority, he says, hang on, there's a problem here. Because you're telling me I only get this if I worship you. And scripture tells me I must only worship God. Third place, he's in Jerusalem and stands at the high point of the temple, the pinnacle um, of the temple. If you're the son of God, and this is a weird one, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down here. And the devil quotes scripture back at Jesus. Have you ever experienced someone quoting scripture back at you? 
and, uh, and, and in this case, they're misusing it. He's saying that he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in your hands. So effectively he's saying, you jump off, the angels will catch you. What have you got to lose? Now, to me, this doesn't seem like a big temptation. Um, I can't see any benefit from jumping off anything. But I don't like heights. <laughs> so it, it's one of those. But I, I, think, I think it is just that the, almost we see the devil's tried with the, the bread. He's tried with the food that Jesus is hungry and, and will we'll feed him. He's tried with the authority because he doesn't want to be powerful and have authority. And, and that didn't work. So now let's just try with a big show. Let's just try with a big miracle uh, that, that isn't really for any, any purpose other than testing. Other than testing. And so, Jesus says, it is said, quoting Deuteronomy again, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Three times the devil tried, three times he failed. When the devil had finished all this tempting, it says in verse 13, he left him until an opportune time. The temptations that we face are going to be different. They're going to be different, and yet we'll be tempted. The devil thought these were the three places he might try and tempt Jesus, because they might work. And the devil knows exactly how to tempt us. The devil knows exactly how to tempt us. If it's gambling, you'll be receiving invitations back to the casino when it reopens. If your temptation is alcohol, you'll be receiving emails from the liquor store offering you a discount if you go and buy six bottles of wine. If your temptation is, I could go on, the devil knows how to get us. Whatever your temptation is, the devil knows how to get us. And the answer that we have to, to give is the same one Jesus gave. Scripture says, Lent is a time for us to practice. To practice with the small things. To practice giving up chocolate, for example, um, and, and saying, when someone tries to tempt us with chocolate, no, I'm, I've given that up for Lent. And if your Lent is anything like many of my Lents have been, about halfway through, uh, it tends to go wrong. And I tend to give in. Um, normally, in a, in a, um, there, there's a situation, isn't there? You end up at a party, or you end up at someone's house, or grandma's baked a chocolate cake, and you feel you'll upset her for not eating it. Um, and so, what I want to say is that Lent is a good training ground for us in our Christian life. So, when we fail, which we might, I hope you don't, but if those of you who have given something up or are taking something on, if you find you fail, tomorrow is a new day. Today is a new day. So pick it up and have another go. It's not like a New Year's resolution. Well, you know, I got to the 15th of January. I didn't manage to get to the gym once, so I'm just going to cancel my membership. No. If you've given up chocolate and you find yourself tempted and giving in to chocolate halfway through Lent, then you say, I'm sorry, I'm going to try again. In that way, Lent is a picture for us about how we deal with our temptations. Different things you can do, I'll just wrap up quickly. Um, 
there's all the obvious things that people give out, chocolate, wine, alcohol, and so on. Um, maybe you want to think about something else. Maybe you want to think about giving up using your credit card for Lent and paying only with cash or debit uh, so that you stop buying things that you can't afford. Maybe you want to think about taking something on, uh, like the discipline of morning prayer. Uh, we make it really easy because we have morning prayer every day at 9 o'clock. It's online. Um, and you can also come in person, 9 till 9.15. If you come on Tuesday, we will tempt you with some coffee and tea after morning prayer so we can hang out. Uh, we had 24 people here on Ash Wednesday, which I think is a record. It was like a revival on a Wednesday morning. Um, so, uh, and we had coffee and tea afterwards, and that was quite fun. So Tuesday mornings during Lent, um, as an extra incentive to say, what about this as a little discipline you can do? You don't have to have the coffee. Um, but I will be, um, 9 till 9.15 on Tuesdays. So maybe think about um, something that you could, you could give up that is different to the obvious, or taking something on which will help you grow in faith and to deal with the temptations that life brings.